We are back on the huge show across Michigan. Second segment, hour one on this Thursday broadcast presented by Dorn Mayhew, John Vanderwall, former major leaguer. He also calls West Michigan home. He's worked inside Padres, Tigers organizations. He'll join us throughout the season, talk Tigers and the MLB stories that are trending and spring training, the orange hats, optimism, Torkelson kind of stepping up early. I'm hearing a little leadership from him. They're in the worst division in baseball. I don't know what it is, but every spring I kind of feel good about the Tigers just because baseball is back, Johnny. Baseball is back. I did see that orange hat a couple days ago. Um, Do you like it? I can't stand it, to be honest with you. But it's a spring training hat. It is a spring training hat. It's a little loud for me. It, it just is. I saw it in person. I'm like, wow. I mean, you can stop traffic with that hat. It's so bad. But, hey, that's the Tigers. Uh, and uh, A.J. Hintz did tell, I think, Ty Madden and Job that they're not going to make the opening day roster, told them to work hard. Wanted them to learn the ropes of being in a big league camp, which tells me they're... Who did he say that to? To Ty Madden yeah. and Job. The picture. The oh, okay, pictures. yeah, yep, 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 okay. Which to me is a message you could be back up later in the year or a year from now they're in the rotation. Well, he shouldn't have had to say that to him. I, I don't know why A.J. would even say that. Why, because, yeah, because I, I... mean, you're not, they're not even part of it yet. I mean, to me, to it me would, that's it would, A.J. It would, being It would being mess with their a psyche, right Like, right? oh, I'm so smart, I'm going to tell you guys what I told somebody. I mean, that just, that just sounds Wouldn't you like AJ. the guys to work hard and think they have a shot? Yeah. And yeah. then at the end, kind of call them in? Why would you tell the media that you told them that? Because I think Job is like their... Their guy, their superstar, that's going to come in in May and, and save the organization. I, I truly, I truly believe that. That's not a joke. I think they think this, and he could be that good. So why would you tell the media the temper talk of Joe being in the opening, uh, not opening, not being the opening day pitcher, but being in the season opening uh, rotation? That's uh, that's AJ. Being AJ, being I'm the smartest guy alive, and so I want to tell everyone I'm the smartest guy alive. I mean, that's just... I hear you know, some... You're not an AJ Hinch fan. No. There's a lot, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that are not AJ Hinch fans, just by the way that he's treated people. Well, I'm hearing he has body. his hands in on everything. Yeah. Um, I I've have some people I still that are still within the game, um, and I don't have that big. The only problem I have with AJ is what he did with the veteran guys in the minor leagues, and he's done it for the second organization. Other than that, I think he's a good baseball manager. Well, what did he do with the veterans? He just got rid of all of the big league guys and the minor league guys that were coaching within the systems of the Astros, and he did it here with the Tigers, too. He just gets rid of just about everybody. Is he threatened that they're going to come up and take his job? I don't know. It, it Just like a power move. Other than that, you know, he does a good job, and he's a smart guy, man. He knows baseball, smart guy. He's, he's He can manage. But there's just some quirky things that he does, and, and he doesn't have a lot of fans within – not that I'm sure he cares. I, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't care either if I baseball circles, right? Yeah. So, I mean, why do you do that? I, I, I just don't know. And now all of a sudden he comes out with this stuff. I mean, I just you just told no, me. No, no. When I read that, it it caught me off guard because I think you bring young guys in to see how hard they'll work, and what if they and you get these stories all the time in big league baseball. You get an injury or some rookie just knocks you off your seat, where you're right. like, look how hard he's working. 
But for him to tell the media, well, because someone I think probably asked uh, Joe Madden have a shot at uh, you know the fifth spot in the rotation, right? Right. Uh, to, if we, it came out that way, then that's. He said, no, I told them that they they won't be a part of opening eight. Now, is that his own reverse psychology to challenge them, right, AJ? Well, he knows as well as I know that they're not going to be part of that. I mean, so. What if Scooble and Mize aren't healthy? What are you doing with your rotation? You still don't bring them in. No, I'm not saying now. I'm not talking now. I think later in the year, depending on what the team's doing, but I'm kind of getting the vibe. That and Torkelson talked about it, Johnny. That this team knows they're in the worst division in baseball, and they kind of feel like they're walking in and can't contend for the AL Central. I'm not talking American League or World Series. Well, I believe they can too. I mean, there, there's enough pieces that they have in place for this this year that if everything goes right, they could win the AL Central. I I don't think that's going to happen, but they could. You know, Flaherty comes out and throws like he did when he was young, younger. Um, Scooble pitches like he can and doesn't get injured. Reese Olson, who I thought his stuff was electric in September, I thought was really good. Um, he has a chance. I yeah, mean, he's the he, four. Excuse then, me. When you have Manning as your five now, which that is Manning or Mize healthy, right? One of those. Yes. Two. Um, so. They do have some depth there. I also I believe that the hitting is starting to come around again in the big league. So we're gonna we're gonna find out we're gonna find out how good the staff is because the last three or four years that, that their staff has been successful with uh, AJ there, the hitting has been the worst it has ever been in the big leagues. So that that is starting to change. They're getting rid of all this propeller head, drop the backside, and all this stuff. So and the hitting is starting to come around. So we'll see what that what happens. Uh, I still, yeah, I still think they're a seventy-four win club next year. That's what I think they are. You know, Jason Benetti earlier this week, uh, the new TV voice from the Tigers, really solid play. Yeah, you guys guy. sounded really good together. I listened to that. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was kind of cool when he it said was. he grew up listening. I was shocked. Also, you know, he's fifteen years old and listening to you. Hey, you were shocked that people listened to my show. Thanks, no, a lot, I just John. good no. having you. Good having you. In no, it was a shock that that this guy was fifteen. I just. The age difference. I know. So, we're know, old. We are. Old. We're old. I was I like, I was 15 and Every time we do this you. show, we have to do it and in then segments I was like, and we run Man, I love you. No, I love you. <laughs> it was that little love fest you guys had together. It was really good. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> glad to see your ego wasn't damaged <laughs> in our back and forth. <laughs> no, but you're the best. No, you're the best. No, you're great. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but it was good. I I, I didn't. Well, then I'm All not going to play, awesome. play the tape of Barry Bond saying you were you had the best left-handed swing. You told you're me gonna you go, do no, that. I, I wasn't. I was going to play that. Now you're pulling the. Now you're pulling yeah, the card. I was going. I was going to play the Barry Bonds audio where he said, "I go. You have the best left-handed swing ever in baseball." He goes, "No, John Vanderbilt." <laughs> That's off the table now. We're, oh. we're keeping that in the archives. So I guess going to Arcadia this summer is off the table, too. <laughs> Tell me more. Gone. Gone. Uh, <laughs> I've been gone. Gone. I'll take you up to North Kent, though. And we like the greens. I love here. North Kent. Yeah, they're great greens. Uh, Nick Lipinski and the crew, uh, Eric, they've done a great job. They just bought Alpine Golf Club in the Grand Rapids area. They're going to make it into another uh, North, North Kent? North Kent, yeah. I, I'll tell you, I, I've told multiple people. About they're talking about going different places and all. I said, "Have you been to North Kent lately?" 
now I've been there 10 years. I said, no, you, you really, you really need to go to this place. And you're probably going to have to book and try to get in early because their leagues are so booked. But yeah, it's, and it's they a bought great place. Alpine in the Grand Rapids area. They own Arrowhead and Carroll for our listeners near the Thumb Flint area, Sports Extra 1330. Yeah, so golf is almost here. We got the Tullymore Golf Resort, less than an hour north of GR. Our friends from Agamemnon. Great place. Agamemnon, great up. place. We got Demaglass and. Uh, between Charlotte that, and That's Boynton. by Harry Potter, right? That Harry Potter land. Demaglass? Demagog? Isn't it? Yeah, it's it's right by Harry Potter land. It's between Boynton City and Charlevoix. Right by Kid Rock's cottage. There you go. I go hang out there. I'll, I'll take you there sometime. Really? Yeah, I will. All right. Well, no, I don't, I'm not, Maybe I'm not, not too sure after right. you ripped me about Benetti saying, <laughs> you're the best. No, you're the best. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to even reference with Benetti. Oh, I know what he said. He said that he he feels the swing difference, and if you were listening, is no one's talking about what if Bias comes back and has a good year. He's the, he, To me, he's the key. Right. That's what he said, too. And I did not catch it because I was going into my lessons, but he's you know, right. You just that turned it key. off. You probably said, this is a love thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm turning it I just it got off. into ACA where I was doing my lessons, and I, I had to. So he, but he's, he said, Bias, right. no one has talked about him during this offseason. No one's talked about him for a year, basically. That if he, if he has a great year, which he should defensively, but at the plate, that could be the trigger. A Colt Keith. Does he come in and hit 250, 260 as a rookie, whatever, contribute something? I mean, you have the bats are looking pretty good, one through nine. And it's, they, I like what they have in camp because they can compete if everything falls in place. Did I just hear a train? Yeah, woo woo. Do you have a train for That's, a ringtone? Oh, yeah, uh oh. No. Okay. You have a train um, for a ringtone? I guess I do. Okay, well. I'm getting older well, here I, now. Yeah. Most, I'm turning it people, down. Most people lose that off their ringtone when they're seven. I know. I'm behind the times with the uh, you know the Apple iPhone choo, choo. stuff. Choo, you got to choo choo. Okay. No, I love you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John, you're better. You're. We're talking about the uh, Tigers hitters. Let's let's stay focused here. You got ADD live on the show. I do. We're we're talking about the Tigers hitters. Um, yeah, Baez. <laughs> the key here is let's see what happens this spring because the spring's going to be really really big for him. It not normally it's not, but he's going to be in camp. There's no. Yeah, USA versus the world stuff in baseball. So he's got a full camp, and I did read that he was already in camp six days ago. So that tells me there's early, right? Yeah, that tells me. I mean, you got a twenty-five million dollar guy here. He he could show up three days, four days, five days late, and when no one would say anything to him, he's there six days early. That's telling me the first blink I've got is he's he's locked in and focused. Yeah, so you got uh, Rogers at catcher. Way it looks right now, Torkelson first. Cole Keith with the early big money deal at second. Baez at short. Veerling at third, and that could more likely be a platoon spot. Uh, you got uh, the can high and left. Parker Meadows. He's another one that's going to be. In center, and they got Riley Green and right, probably trying to take away him diving for balls and injuries and less than that. So. I don't know. It's the way that his – Career is gone. And the, Carpenter is if the, the wind DH blows too hard, he gets hurt. I, and I mean, I going to be the DH replacing yeah. Cabrera. Parker Meadows is another swing bat. You're asking a lot. Baez to come back and Cole Keith and Meadows to at least try and hit 240, 250 for you, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. 
I think they're going to be okay offensively. I mean, I like what they've done. They haven't gone out. AJ, because I think AJ runs everything, I think that the GM and the president or whatever it is, well, the, 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 yeah. the GM and then the real GM. Who's the president. Who's the president, but makes all decisions, right? Right. I think AJ makes all decisions. I mean, I think AJ runs it all. So... I think they're there. Should we call him AJ Illich? Well, I've had you know what I've had several guys that are still within the confines of professional baseball tell me they were shocked that AJ still is the manager because he loves being doing the GM stuff. I mean, and he's still manager, so I think he's doing both. You know, I I, I think he's got he's got a lock on everything right now. So and I like the arms out of the bullpen, Foley and Lang being the setup closer. They have some. No, they've done there. a good job. They've got some stuff there. Jay I mean, he's done a good job right, with yeah. what he's done. I, I'm not. I'm just telling you the facts there. But I think they have enough right now to win the central. They do. I, I if agree. everything if everything goes in place, they they have enough. Meadow, you know, Parker Meadows, obviously Keith uh, Carpenter. I think will hit 270. 280 filling in at DH with Miggy gone and can torque maybe not hit 30 again, but just give you 25 dingers. So it looks pretty good. We'll, we'll talk a lot with spring training. I'll get you in uh, next week, man. I appreciate you stopping by. Okay. Thank you. And sorry you had to hear the Jason Bonetti love fest because he was 15 and he was driving with his parents and he listened to me in Chicago and I inspired him. You did. For broadcasting. Same way Ernie inspired me. I don't know, I it, it, but it was a great story. I, it wasn't how, you know, what he's gone through and, and it was it was terrific. It was did you awesome. almost, I, I, hold on, Superfly, we'll have to play this back later. I almost heard Vandy give me a compliment. I'm not sure if that's a full-fledged compliment. Oh, it's there. It is, really? Yes. You know what, man, you're the best. Thank you, brother. I love you. <laughs> I love you too, no. Jamie. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh. I love you more. I love you more, JV. Yeah. All right, buddy. We'll talk more baseball. Later. All right, brother. Uh, during spring training, John Vanderwall checking in the former major leaguer. On the way, top of the hour, Jeff Risden. He knows the Lions, he knows the draft because he is behind Lions Wire and Draft Wire. He's going to join us in studio. We'll do a couple of hours. Is that why you cut me off again? I only got like 26. Risden's in again. Okay, well, cut you off. You got here late. And then you heard a live conversation with me and Marty Boer playing an opening day, speaking of baseball, down in Detroit. And there's a lot going on. I know, bro. Behind the scenes is better than the show. Yep. It is. Yep. Just like in baseball, I bet the dugout and the clubhouse and off days were better than the actual games. Yes. Yeah, that's what it is. That's how it works. John Vanderwall, former. Yeah, you you done now? Yep. Okay. I right, just want to make sure John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, in studio. Jeff Risden talking Lions, the NFL draft, Lions wire, draft wire. He'll join us coming up at the top of the hour. Everything huge, twenty four seven at thehugeshow.net. There's a new player in town. Hi, I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver, and I'm talking about Eagle Casino and Sports, the real money mobile casino. It's so easy to play. You can go from wager to winner to wallet, just like that. Sign up now and we'll match your deposit up to $1,500, or you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. 
Bill Simonson here for my good friends from Urban U. They are Michigan's preferred med spa. Three locations in the West Michigan area, and you'll find an Urban U in Northville. Online, you can see all their skin services they offer at theurbanu.com. So the prepping season is here for the guests to come into Urban U. And if you're thinking about it, you can take care of everything during the winter from cool sculpting, laser hair removal, skin rejuvenation, and skin vibe for skin health. Now, these services are done in multiple sessions, and winter is the perfect time to start so guests can see visible results by the time they get to spring break, vacations, and even the summer. Find out more at theurbanu.com. That is theurbanu.com. The prepping season is underway, and it's time to think about your skin health as you get ready for that trip, that spring break, or the summer. Find out more at theurbanu.com. Sun, 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 fun, 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 sun, sun, sun. Let's go, gotta go, everyone. Time for fun. Sail, cruise, key, relax. Everyone's making tracks. Boat show, gotta go, everyone in the sun. Come on down, get it done. Just add water for some fun. Michigan's most spectacular boat show cruises into the Boss Place. It's the Grand Rapids Boat Show, coming February 14th through 18th. Get that boat and get that deal. Check out over 400 boats. Spacious new family runabouts, ski and surf boats, fishing boats, center consoles, and deluxe pontoons. Great Lakes cruises and motor yachts to 40 feet. For a complete boat line listing and to plan your visit, go to grboatshow.com. Also, Tommy's Wake and Surf Shop. Plus, bring the family to see Twiggy, the water skiing squirrel. Register to win an HO Sports Hawaiian Island inflatable dock from Action Water Sports. No purchase necessary. That's only at the Grand Rapids Boat Show this Wednesday through Sunday, DeVos Place. grboatshow.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, the Detroit Lions podcast. He'll join me in studio top of the hour. Talk some Lions offseason, free agency, NFL draft. Look back at the Super Bowl and also a crazy day at the Chiefs World Championship celebration in KC. If there is any good news out of this, it doesn't look like it was a planned attack. It seems to be rival groups or people had issues with each other. That seems to be what the latest is out of Kansas City. Tomorrow night at Grand Rapids West Catholic High School, there's a fundraiser where anybody listening, I'm inviting you, your family out. Uh, It is the Faith Over Fear event at Grand Rapids West Catholic with the boys and girls varsity basketball teams. It begins at 6 at Grand Rapids West Catholic High School tomorrow night. Girls at 7.30. Free throw contests at halftime. T-shirts will be available for purchase, and all proceeds from tomorrow night will go directly to the Desmond or Desmoid a Tumor Research Foundation. And I met all the Ogdals. Uh, last year at the event Faith Over Fear at Grand Rapids West Catholic High School. And Gabe is a inspirational young man, now a grown adult to say the least, going to college, coming back home for tomorrow night's event. Uh, he has battled through a desmoid 
Toomer, uh, the last three years, he's standing by here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Welcome back, big man. Thank you. Glad to be here. All right. Uh, tell me about your journey uh, the last three years with this desmoid tumor. Right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, first started in uh, August 2021, I believe. Uh, n- barely noticed it the size of maybe a bump the size of maybe like a golf ball. Uh, three years later, I'm here still dealing with it. Um, about the size of a softball now, but uh, been through about three or four different uh, chemotherapy pills and treatments so uh it's been a journey uh what's been the toughest part i know we've talked off air before uh, the mental side the physical side uh you're taking the uh, chemo uh pills but for you personally like i said from a, a teenage boy to a young man now uh, into adulthood uh what's been the toughest part personally for you gabe when it comes to dealing with this desmoid tumor um, I would say, uh, just, just the mental health uh, aspect of it. Um, physically really doesn't uh, do anything to me. It doesn't really hurt me, but, uh, mentally, you know, you go through a lot. You, you're walking around, you know, you have a disease. Um, you're walking around with a big, for mine, it's very, uh, noticeable, big lump on your neck. And, uh, at times that can be very hard. Um, you got people looking at you, don't know what people are thinking about you, but at the same time, the worst thing for me to do, for anyone to do, is to think about that. Um, so you kind of just have to push everything away. But, uh, yeah, I would say mental health-wise, uh, last year on my uh, different type of chemotherapy, the physical aspect was a lot. Lost about 20 pounds, muscle mass, a lot of weight, um, gone. But uh, doing better now with that, but, yeah. Uh, Gabe Ogdo, Faith Over Fear event uh, to raise money for the Desmoid Tumor Foundation tomorrow night at Grand Rapids West Catholic High School. If you're in the area, get out uh, to that event. And Gabe is inspirational. Man, he met this head-on. He has an incredible safety net of love uh, standing by him with the entire extended Ogdol family. He's become a spokesperson across uh, the country uh, in regards to dealing with the Desmoid Tumor and Everybody listening, just get out to Grand Rapids West Catholic. Uh, tomorrow, Faith Over Fear t-shirts, 6 p.m. It begins. You can buy them, uh, donate. Uh, this journey now that you are paying it forward and you're bringing awareness and you're raising money, and I talked about uh, fighting it uh, head on. Uh, what, what's the positive you've taken from all of this, Gabe? I know we talked about the toughest thing, but what's been the best thing? over the last three years for you personally? Um, right, yeah. So the best thing I would have to say is just uh, just the awareness and advocacy I can bring as a person to this. Um, it's a it's a very negative thing in your life, can't lie. But uh, it's just great to be an advocate for those with the tumor, those with any other forms of disease, cancer, whatnot. It's just, it really uh, warms my heart and opens up my eyes that, Everyone is the same. Uh, everyone is a person. Everyone goes through problems, but that doesn't define the person at all. And that's that's the best thing about me is talking at these conventions, talking during these games, having these fundraising events for the Desmoid Tumor Research Foundation. It's just a it's just a really it's really heartwarming. It's just good to see, good to feel that that support, and just to know that I'm the one that is one of the people that uh, can do that can. Uh, push this forward to bring this negative uh, aspect of your life into a real positive part. 
And you know you're not alone. And again, I mentioned your family, extended family, completely awesome, up and down with, I think, upwards of 7,200 Ogdals uh, that I <laughs> have met. Yeah. I think uh, Auger, uh, your mom, extended family, good people. Gabe, uh, glad you're back for the event tomorrow night, Faith Over Fear, at Grand Rapids West Catholic High School with the boys and girls basketball games. It begins at 6, and that money goes everything. Proceeds rates, T-shirts, everything, Desmoid uh, Tumor Research Foundation. I'll try and stop out tomorrow night, my man, okay? Sounds good. All right, Gabe Ogdell, checking in. Great interview, man. I feel like I, it was surreal, like I'd done the interview before. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you, Auger, and to the Ogdell family, man. You know, I see people who deal with tough stretches in their life and they don't have the family support. I've always talked about Superfly, why I admire it, and also with the Ogdells. Just good people. Get out to Grand Rapids West Catholic tomorrow night, 6 p.m., Faith Over Fear. Now, if you miss anything we do, our podcasts are free, and you can just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Dorn Mayhew. They're one of the world's top accounting, CPA, and business firms. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state. And Josh and his team are based in downtown Grand Rapids at the Dorn Mayhew West Michigan office. Thursdays on the Huge Show are presented by Dorn Mayhew. What's up, Michigan? It is our number two on this Thursday broadcast presented by Dorn Mayhew. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer, Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Uh, he just finished off his best season ever with the Lions, and now you're into the NFL draft, which we'll touch on in Detroit. We have the Combine here in less than two weeks. Also, free agency that second week of March, and then five weeks later, uh, it's draft week in Detroit, so the season is over, but football conversation will continue, and then you'll get the rookie camps and the OTAs, and before we know it, it'll be July. The Lions, by the way, I'm seeing them as the fifth team in power polls for 2025 out of 32, fifth favorite on multiple sports books to win the Super Bowl in New Orleans. Next year, so we have a lot to talk about. Already an acquisition off a futures contract, and I'm not going to explain it because I really don't know everything about it, (laughs) but uh, the Matthew Betts, the Canadian Football League Defensive Player of the Year, speed rusher, how that translates to the NFL. Could he be the Warren Moon of speed rushers? (laughs) Who knows? We'll talk to Jeff about that. If you have a Lions question, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, you can also opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. If you want a shot at winning Lomas Browns Lions tricked out custom golf cart from Impact Power Sports that were given away this summer at the Tellymore Golf Resort, just text IMPACT to 21000. Let's welcome in Rizzy. How you doing, my man? Good to be with you. 
tough act to follow here with Vanderwall. That was uh, that yeah, was he's he's uh, <laughs> he's a great guy. He's awesome. <laughs> I, he is really just like with you. I tell everybody that the two of you have grown so much uh, on air and interaction and how we go back and forth. It's uh, fabulous stuff. And John is a huge. Lions fan and speaks. He was. He was wearing a Lions hat. Yeah, today. he speaks highly of you, season <laughs> ticket holder. So, uh, the season over. Uh, you know, you look back at the Super Bowl and Kyle Shanahan is getting hammered on the West Coast, just like Campbell was for some decision making. The last yeah. one I didn't really think about until after the game was, and now when you get the audio from the players mic'd up, how shocked Reed. And Mahomes were that the Niners didn't take the ball to start overtime. The, it was a tactical error. And the, the Niners players have talked about they didn't know the rules. You know, they, they were reading the rules and learning the playoff, the differentiation between playoff and regular time on, on the field themselves. Like they weren't, they weren't prepped for it. So I, they, I wonder if Shanahan was thinking that same thing, take the ball and go get a touchdown and win the game where that wasn't the case on the playoff OT rules. Right. And uh, him... I, I'm going to assume that Kyle Shanahan knew the rules, but the fact that he didn't express it to his team, that's an oversight. That's that's a gaffe on his part. Andy Reid, you better believe he knew that. Uh, I, w- I will say the Lions, we know this because we actually asked. Um, it wasn't Dan. It was one of the assistant coaches. I, I think it was when we got to talk to Ben Johnson early in the year. Th- that actually came up, and he said, yeah, we have a plan for it already. So the Lions, you know, they... Had they been there, they wouldn't have been in that panicky situation. <laughs> and it still takes me right back to halftime when the Lions lead 24-7. You know, Jeff, I... It was tough. And here's why I thought they could have beat the Chiefs. The Niners had the opportunity in that first half to be up 17-7, 17-3. They didn't take advantage. I'm sitting there watching the game with Buddy saying they're letting Mahomes and the Chiefs hang around. Kept saying that. Hang around. That was the motto, really, uh, until the Chiefs took the lead, right? That they let them hang around. Then you started to see Shanahan look panicky, look look nervous. You know, he didn't go for the touchdown to win it. He settled for the field goal to tie it. He didn't take the ball, or he took the ball. Instead of saying, my strength of this game has been my defense, why wouldn't I put them out there first yeah. and say, okay, Mahomes said, well, if we score a touchdown, we were going to go for two, fine. Then you know you'd have to score a touchdown and go for two. Right. Or if you hold him to a field goal, you get a touchdown, you win it. Yeah. One of the things that came out was that uh, their defense was gassed because they had just been on the field for like 22 of the last 26 plays of the game. So, yeah, I kind of buy that. Like There is something to that, but I, I don't know, man. I, you gotta, you got to know what you want. Do you do you want to? Do you need to get that next two point conversion? Do you need to get the touchdown? Can you win it with a field goal if they screw up? You know, there's all sorts of different situations like that. And then he didn't play it very well. I'm watching that first half based on the first half. Not that in overtime they're going to beat Mahomes. They be in the Lions. Yeah, I believe off what we watched in the first half in the NFC Championship game. I think the Lions are up something like twenty four seven against the Chiefs. If the Chiefs played the same way. They did in the first half of that Super Bowl, and the other team was the Lions. That was my point, that the Lions, I believe, were the better team. That's complete team. But Mahomes and the ability of the Kansas City with Spagnola and that secondary to play that man coverage 
and be able to go after Purdy and not let him get comfortable because he missed two wide-open TD passes. He did. He he had, and that's one of the areas where if you're somebody who believes that the Lions could have won that game, the Lions' offensive line is so much better than the 49ers, and that would have made a difference, in my opinion. And Goff is going to hit those throws, and Purdy, Purdy just didn't. Um, Goff is much more likely to hit some of those throws. The the deep one to Ayuk that uh, went to his outside shoulder when it needed to be a post on the inside, Goff makes that throw. We've seen him make that throw. He can even make that throw to Jamo, and they don't have all that coordination. You know, like that, that it was there, man. It was there for the Lions, but you got to get there first. And they they didn't take care of business to get there. That's that's for next year. My first post after that game, Rizzy, was I will never bet against Patrick Mahomes again. I love the Niners. <laughs> yeah, I love the Niners minus two. I was really comfortable watching that first half because it reminded me of what the Lions did to the Niners, except the Lions cashed in on those points in that first half. And then Mahomes and Kelsey, and they got it done. And, you know, and then they have that parade uh, yesterday. And just it, it really makes you shake your head like you're doing right now. It, I'm it's, doing. I'm it's not going to get unbelievable. I'm not going to get into all the politics of gun control and everything, but it's just a sad state in this country that people. And again, I go back to not the guns, the people behind the weapons who would wake up yesterday and think today's a good day to go. Uh, bust out weapons at a celebration for the Chiefs where two of them, at least two of the alleged perpetrators, had Chiefs jerseys on. I, yeah, I don't under I don't understand how you, that's that That's more mental health. I, I don't I, I don't know what to say on that. It's just just it's it, it's, it's awful that we have to like Think about it. Yeah, because I, I've been to a championship parade before. I, I told you off the air. I went to the Cleveland Cavaliers parade. 1.5 million people in downtown Cleveland. I never thought a, a minute about security. That was back in 2016. Now, when the Lions win the Super Bowl next year and that parade's going down Woodward, I don't know if I want my kids there. And I <laughs> and said that, to you... It's just because it's so impossible to secure that large of an area. But they do a great job securing Ford Field, the big house, they Spartan do. Stadium, when you go to games. They, okay, I will give Michigan a lot of credit. They do a great job with it. And some high schools even have metal detectors going in for their football and basketball games. Yeah, you take your, uh, you take your, your. Uh, as media, we have laptops, we have bags. They make us to, at Michigan take every single thing out of our bag, lay it out for them, turn the computer on, turn your phone off and on, get back in. I, I said to you that I believe this: the NFL, the NFL franchises, the cities. I think the. Million-plus parades are going to go away, and the celebrations will be in the stadium because you can secure the stadium. Could be. You can't have this. Well, because, you know, unfortunately, like in school shootings, copycats keep the thing going, right? Yeah. And and you just can't have another Super Bowl celebration have this. I, I, I feel safe at Ford Field. I feel safe at the big house. Okay, I feel I safe at any NFL event, venue or college football venue. I don't worry there. I don't. But on the streets, unfortunately, in America, you do look now. You, 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 you do lock your doors at stoplights. Not just in bad p- parts of the city, everywhere. You do. You see someone oh, you know, to the left. You have to, unfortunately. You do. 
Uh, one of the things that they taught us when we when we moved to Houston for the first time, we had never been in Texas before, was assume that everybody's armed and doesn't like you. And like that's your default mode as you go through the day. You were and told that to prepare. We, we were told, there. yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, that that was sort of the, the default setting, and uh, it wound up being pretty good advice. I think what frankly. they're going to do is that they're going to do the um, they're going to do the stadium, and that's where they'll have their championship celebrations. Most, I know Michigan did a little parade about a mile, and then did their celebration at Chrysler because it was winter, right for football. It's just sad, man. It, it is. is. It's, it, it's it's very unfortunate that the the celebration gets overshadowed by that because what the Chiefs did was fantastic. Yeah, but think about Mahomes was running around into the crowd taking selfies with the Lombardi Trophy, and you you think these three dudes again, uh, allegedly three, uh, they're still working on the investigation, but those players are right there, and then. I said to you, someone proposed it on Twitter, the, the dudes that tackled the shooters, one or two of them, need to be on the list for Super Bowl rings and honored at halftime at Arrowhead. Uh, they clearly season. they clearly watched uh, some of the, the Chiefs guys tackle because they, there was a pretty good form on that. There was, and I, they, they interviewed the one guy this morning. I forget what did network was on. you see how fast on. he closed on that dude? He, yeah, he had some, he had some you, burst you and he see? had some technique. And he's like, I saw that the gun was like up in his sleeve a little bit. So I made sure that I hit his arm so it would come out. I'm like, did you see the, for you, man. Like the guy's wife or a woman pick up how big the other rifle was? Yeah. And there's a lot going on there. Think about the lives that were saved. I mean, that that's the to me. That's it, that's the redemption part is that there's good people in the world still. That's you know, great. for how many people were there? And and one fatality is too many. Ten to fifteen yeah, injured. I think eleven or twelve of them were kids and all are gonna recover, right? Yeah, sounds sounds good prognosis for the people that but you were wonder there. about the heroes and what they did. And you see that woman, woman's holder like Chiefs bag, and she grabs what looked like a huge gun. And again, when they arrested uh, and, and the alleged uh, three shooters, uh, my first thought was, this looks like, was this a gang ritual? Are you, uh, well, what's the purpose of this? I, that's what I, I, and again, your debate on gun control, talk to your politicians, change those. Uh, you got you to gotta do it in D.C., uh, that's your call in America. You have a right to feel what you want to feel. But I'm wondering what makes people wake up in the morning and want to do that? It's a good question. That, that, that I can't me, answer that. That, that to a... me is what is lost in all this conversation, Jeff, about this Sandy Hook, about Columbine. We can go, unfortunately, through a lot that we know just the names, the schools, the towns, right? Yeah. That what makes somebody, that, that's what we're not dealing with. What makes somebody wake up and say, I'm going to gun down innocent people, whether it's a supermarket in Buffalo, whatever it is, what it's black, white guys here, black guys here, Hispanic uh, person in Houston at the church, whatever it is, it's not defined to a race. It's not defined to blue, red, left, right. What may I need to know when you're in this country and you wake up and you know you want to go kill innocent people who did nothing, nothing to you. I can't uh, comprehend it either. It's, I, it's, I, it's, I can't it's, get past that. It's sad. And we it's, don't talk about that enough. No. We don't, we don't talk about why. 
We don't look at that mental side of why. You know, the one thing missing in our schools as we build $30 million stadiums or the band has a luxury bus or a huge auditorium, we, we need more mental health professionals in those schools, talking to those kids, letting them, you know, discuss not having a father, being poor, or being rich and having a mom who's on drugs or that abuse you. Let them talk because you got to get to these kids before they're adults. There's but, a definite, and I will say that as a former middle school teacher, that that's sorely lacking. There in needs country. to be almost a number like you do for special uh, needs. There, I think there's a law that's supposed to be like a teacher for every ten kids, right? I believe so. Yeah. I think in I think in school it's one for every twenty three, twenty four. It might be. I'm talking special needs, though. They require more teachers because it's more hands-on. Right. Right? Yeah. So you look at a school district and say, okay, you got 800 kids in your school. You know, you, you, you need five, six, you know, mental health professionals, therapists who, who work there, who look, who teachers then identify, learn from the therapist when a kid's going through something. A kid who needs someone to talk to, who's going home alone, who's never seen his father. Man, you can be angry. You know, I know without a dad, man, I was angry. I, I was angry till I was 30. I was angry. Angry at the world. Not crazy, just angry. Yeah. And, and I think that, to me, is what we're missing here in all this, because everything, Twitter, has become left, right, blue, red, this, is oh, my God. Here, you know, we're, we're missing. How do we get to someone to understand that they have people who love them? Self-worth. It's the same attention we, we try and pay towards people who are suicidal. Because I really think when you're doing this and you walk into a school or you walk into a supermarket in Buffalo or the chief celebration, that you don't care if you live or die. You don't. You have zero self-worth of your life on this earth. And that is sad. In my, that makes me, I don't care. Again, it's not color of skin. It, this is not defined to a religion. It's, it's, I really believe, and I'm not a mental health professional. I really believe people who get to that point don't care if they live or die. It's almost, it's almost like you know you're ending your life. There's no glory that you're going to, oh, we celebrate mass murderers. No, we don't. No, we really don't. We don't. I have people who say that, and, and they, they're going to go to a prison and say, yeah, man, I shot 11 kids. So right, good luck with you. How long are you going to live there? Right? It's just sad. It was football. It was the Chiefs. Um, it's my homes. You know, and like I said, I, the, the main focal point is figuring out why somebody wakes up on that day or with plans. We can go to Oxford. Teachers, as a matter of fact, they did the report on – how that school missed so many warning signs, right? Absolutely. Again, our teachers are overworked. I get that. Yes, yes, they are. I, I do. I, our yes, teachers are. are overworked. I will say that as a former teacher right. who was horribly overworked, and I left in part because I, 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 that's I, could, what I, I didn't mean. want to do it. That's Couldn't what I do mean. it anymore. Was was not worth it. You know, find <laughs> teachers who get a minor in uh, you know, psychotherapy and, and mental health wellness. Find teachers who, you know, this that have that balance, that they're rewarded with extra pay because of that, right? I, there, there's a solution out there, and hopefully one day 
uh, will find it. And God bless everybody in Kansas City. And I know the Chiefs will do the right thing for those kids. Yeah, uh, and, and the, the, the Hunt family will take care of it. They're they're good people. And the heroes. And unfortunately, I read a great again using the word great connected to this is crazy about the chief shooting that the people who had to witness this will live with this. It will be nonstop replay in their minds and they'll hear and see everything for the rest of their lives. It happens. Uh, my mom was a bank teller. Her, her bank back in 1988 was the subject of an armed robbery. She still has nightmares about that. That was 35, 36 years ago. Mm. And, and she she like guns were fired just like up in the air, but she's she can every time she hears a gunshot, she's taken right back to that. And the one thing, the one thing I take from Kansas City and Union Station yesterday, the stories when the people were dropping that other people went to help, that the Chiefs players comforted the kids. That there's a story of a guy that saw so a guy gets his jaw shot off, and he's taking off his shirt and helping him, and that. Again, tragedy, uh, unfortunately, brings out the best in this country. It does. It's nice to recognize that there's good. Yes, there are, there's still as much, so much more good than evil. And then the key is, and I, I think evil may be, I'm not going to say too harsh, but there's something that goes on in your mind when you just don't care if you live or die, that you're going to wake up that morning and kill innocent people. And that's, that's where we need to put the focus on. We, we really do. Uh, gun control, mm, you know, you can't go punish somebody who is law-abiding and say, well, we're going to change the rules for you because of what someone else did. No. That'd be like saying someone got drunk driving. No, we're, no one drives after midnight anymore. You can't. We need to find out why these people do it. We really do. Yeah. We'll lighten things up next segment, get back uh, to the Lions, but I uh, just wanted to talk about what happened yesterday in Kansas City, Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire, Draft Wire, joining us in studio here on the Huge Show across Michigan. You have a comment about the Lions at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook, and you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Sun, 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 fun, 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 sun, sun, sun. Let's go, gotta go, everyone. Time for fun. Sail, cruise, key, relax, everyone's making tracks. Boat show, gotta go, everyone in the sun. Come on down, get it done, just at water for some fun. Michigan's most spectacular boat show cruises into DeVos Place. It's the Grand Rapids Boat Show, coming February 14 through 18. Get that boat and get that deal. Check out over 400 boats. Spacious new family runabouts, ski and surf boats, fishing boats, center consoles, and deluxe pontoons. Great Lakes cruises and motor yachts to 40 feet. For a complete boat line listing and to plan your visit, go to grboatshow.com. Also, Tommy's Wake and Surf Shop. Plus, bring the family to see Twiggy, the water skiing squirrel. Register to win an HO Sports Hawaii. Island inflatable dock from Action Water Sports. No purchase necessary. That's only at the Grand Rapids Boat Show this Wednesday through Sunday, DeVos Place. GRBoatShow.com. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter 
and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Leonard Skinner. ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino, the sharp-dressed Simple Man Tour. Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Tickets start at $38 and are on sale now at the box office at etix.com. Part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series, Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back in the huge show across Michigan Thursday broadcast presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. One of the world's top accounting CPA business firms headquartered in Troy, Michigan. And Josh oversees the West Michigan office in downtown GR right by uh, the S-curve. Jeff Risden, Lionswire, Draftwire uh, in studio with us. Draft coming up at the end of April in Detroit, combine in a couple of weeks. Uh, Lions' needs are obvious. I, I think they addressed it. The one thing I did like, and whether Matthew Betts, the Canadian Football League Defensive Player of the Year with British Columbia Lions, whether he becomes an impact player, they're not dumping a ton of money with him. Futures contract, not quite a free agent officially until, I think, second week of March when they can sign free agents. But the minute the season ended, when I saw that move for Betts, a speed rusher, 6'3", 260-ish, on the edge, who could be opposite, Hutch could be just a bigger version of James Houston, they knew their need and identified it publicly immediately. And the second thing, when you ran your poller this week about CJ and the $3.5 million deal, immediately I heard edge rusher, Secondary, Brad Holmes, Campbell, they understand, like we all do, where the deficiencies are with the Detroit Lions. They know what they need to do to get better. Uh, Betts, I will say, I've watched him play. Um, I, I actually interviewed him at the Shrine Bowl back in 2019, I think it was. He did okay. Um, the thing with him, you got to keep the expectations in line. This guy, he had 18 sacks last year in 18 games. Fantastic in the CFL. The three years before that, remember they play 18-game seasons, so 54 games before that, he had seven. 
So, <laughs> so what is there any talk about why his production increased so much? Uh, some of it was that they they moved him a little bit wider. They actually started out a little bit wider. They, they had a position coach change, and he started there. But he also just started to get it a little bit more. Um, got a little bit better with his hands. Um, he's still not a guy that gets off blocks very well. But if if he gets he get, he gets that snap jump, he, he's kind of a a, a snap jumper. Uh, you know, anticipates it very well. Very big, quick first step. Uh, he's it, got a shot. You know, there there's no harm in seeing what they got. And if he if it works out, great. If not. Okay, you can go back to Canada. He's he's from Montreal. Uh, he's he can have a very good career up in North if he if he wants to get back to it. But I don't blame him for coming down here and trying. I don't blame the Lions for for trying to get it for him. It's it's very it's no risk. It's, it's not like they're not going to draft somebody at that spot just because they signed this guy. I think if he could make the team, make the practice squad, it'd be a plus. And who knows? Take a flyer on him. That's why I like Holmes and what they're doing. Everything they've been touching seems to work for the most part. And the C.J. Gardner Johnson poll you put up that was like eighty-one percent. I think won him back. Well, three and a half. Five. Well, because it's depth. Even even if he's a backup, yeah. right? Yeah. I and mean, just, you told me last week Cam Sutton still has all that money due, so they're not getting rid of him. He's not going anywhere, right? So <laughs> why not have you know C.J. based on what you do in the draft, what you do coming up in March and free agency? Three and a half million seems like a steal. Yeah, and but that's so that number was sort of deliberate for me. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh, he's not going to sign for that. Well, this is a guy who's missed a lot of time with injuries. A lot of time. Last four years, he's missed at least five games every year. He missed 15 last year. Like, There's there's a reason why he's on the market a lot. There's a reason why he bounces around a lot. It's all of his durability. You're not going to want to pay like they did for Emmanuel Mosley last year. Emmanuel Mosley is going to... I, I think he will be back, by the way. Just my thought. I don't know that, but I would expect him back for less than half of what he made last year in Detroit. Coming back as an outside corner to see what he did. This was a guy who stayed in Detroit, even though he was on injured reserve and knew he was not coming back in the season. It says something about him. says something about the team. I think they're going to reward that. I think he'll be back for like two, two and a quarter million. Uh, last year he made six, but that's the same thing with Gardner Johnson. Like, okay, you proved your loyalty. You proved that you could be a part of this team, but we can't pay you what what you made last year. Made five, made six and a half last year. He's not getting that. He's not going to get half that this year. I don't think. That's why Mosley and uh, CJ being backups, and if they start and earn it, great. Right. But but it's depth. I, I I think front line, and when I say front line, that would be drafting a corner, uh, pick twenty nine, or even if you bumped up five spots because a corner you coveted was there, right? You might give up a lower round pick. You have 29. You have four picks in the first three rounds. We discussed this a little bit last week when talking about draft wire, which people can follow Twitter, Facebook, online. You're the Lions. You'd like to get a starter in the secondary, a starter uh, on the line, preferably edge speed rusher, and then some depth possibly on the O-line, and maybe even another receiver in that mix. Yeah, and some of that depends. Josh Reynolds is a free agent. But, but yeah, free agency yeah. and the draft yeah, you, to yeah, you, achieve all that. Yeah, you got to figure out who, who's leaving. Uh, they're, I don't think they're going to be able to keep both guards, both Graham Glasgow and Jonah Jackson. They're going to probably have to prioritize what they want there. You just can't spend that kind of money at that position. So you're going to be looking at drafting one, at least one there. 
that's not a first round pick necessarily. That's something you can get you can get my guy Christian Mahogany from Boston College in the third round. I'm um give me that. That guy's great. I um, think you pay Glasgow uh, based uh, yeah. on what he's done, right? right? He can also play center, and that's not that's not unimportant because Frank Ragnow, we you know, he toyed with retirement this offseason. Um, my indications that I've been given were that he was a lot closer to hanging him up than I think a lot of fans would like to believe. So it could be one more year with him, right? right? And uh, right now, Graham Glasgow is the only other guy on the 90-man roster who's ever snapped a football. So they're going to have to get somebody in there, too. Um, again, that, as a backup center, that's something you can get late in the draft or sign. Evan Brown's a free agent again uh, from Seattle. Remember, he was there the year before. I could see him coming back. If the price is right, he didn't necessarily get the salary that he wanted last year. Also, by the way, didn't play all that well in Seattle. So maybe maybe he'll want to come back and be with Hank Fraley again because Hank Fraley basically resurrected his career. So there's they have a lot of options to go through. And that's that's the fun part of this time of year is we can think, well, you know what? Maybe they can get this guy in free agency or if they get that there, then then what can they look at in the draft? That's 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 what keeps me up at night now. It's fun. It's a fun way to be up insomniac. Jeff Risden, uh, the insomniac uh, from Lions Wire and also Draft Wire. You can follow draft coverage year-round. Look for Lions Wire and Draft Wire, Facebook, Twitter, and online. So if we set up the offseason, yeah, you throw that futures offer signing with uh, Matthew Betts out of Canada. Uh, you threw out the possibility of $3.5 million for C.J. Uh, Mosley uh, also in the mix, which I agree with. What do you think Holmes is saying as a look at free agency there? I think what after March 11th, yeah, when we have this pot of money, so between now and that March 11th, you're it's not a it's not a big window on the needs of golf. Sewell, that deal may be next year, not this year, yeah. or St. Brown. St. Brown could actually be done this week. Yeah, that's what you're hearing. Yeah. Uh, they have, they are talking as we speak. Uh, uh, a very reliable source uh, has indicated that they are in fact talking. Is there any week. chance that they ride it out with golf one more year and don't give him the deal to give them? They know they're close. So think about this. So, and I, I, I was talking with buddies last night. If they're close to a Super Bowl, and and there's no guarantee of a dynasty, okay. Do you ride them out one more year, tell them, hey, we're going to strengthen the team in other areas through free agency, right? One guy that deserves it is St. Brown, and he's still going to be nowhere near golf money, right? He'll be close. Close. (laughs) The the numbers that are getting tossed around. uh, Was it 25 a year? 25 a year. Three or four years, depending on. Does that put him with the highest paid receivers in the NFL? He'd be in the top five then. Yeah, I would think. Which is, um, that's. That's DK Metcalf, AJ Brown level. You know what? One thing actually we, a little bit more than that per year. I got to tell you that I there was a head scratcher this week with all the post Super Bowl and everybody has the uh, way too early NFL power polls and who's the favorite to win next year in New Orleans. I saw something and that's why I brought up this golf stuff yesterday to my buddies. So Lions are the fifth favorite to win the Super Bowl, second favorite behind the Niners in the NFC. Also, I see the MVP odds. Goff's not in the top 10. Goff is nowhere in the top 10 with all those offensive weapons. Laporta, uh, J-Mo, Gibbs, St. Brown, Brown. Gibbs, Montgomery. Uh, He's nowhere in the top 10 
for 2025 MVP candidates, and that caught my attention. You know, on one of the the books, I I won't say which because I'm not sponsored by them, you can't even bet on Jared Goff. He's part of the field. Like, that's... So is there something... That seems disrespectful to me, but... Disrespectful or, again, the gambling world knows a lot that we don't. If you're... They do. They do. (laughs) do. I'm telling you, (laughs) Rizzy. Hood Holmes, who has been very deliberate, willing to do things that go against the grain, could he say, we're going to do your contract after next year? It's possible. The other, And then you get the conspiracy theorist. Well, it's not really a conspiracy theory. Well, he's going it, to leave then, right? No, but it's, is Ben Johnson going to leave? And does, he, does that mean that Goff regresses without Ben Johnson being there to tailor his office? I actually wrote a thing uh, this morning on Lions Wire on how much Jared Goff, how much they tailored the offense to what Jared Goff. Jared Goff is a better play, player under center than in the shotgun. So the Lions run a lot, lot less shotgun than any other team in the league. Um, Kirk Cousins is the other one who fits in that bill, and Kirk Cousins is they're they're kind of the same quarter. I would I would take Jared Goff over Kirk Cousins, but I I, I get the argument. But they they do so many things that they didn't do early on for Goff. You know his his percentage of time under center has increased every year. The time between plays has shortened every year. He's better when he's going fast. He's not he's not Matthew Stafford wanting to snap the ball at the very like edge of delay a game. That's not what Goff does well. And they've done a good job of, of adapting the offense to doing that. They've incorporated more motion every year. Would if Ben Johnson leaves, would the next offensive coordinator, whoever that might be, have that rapport, have that chemistry with him? That, because if if you're get if you're even regressing golf back to where he was at the beginning of the 2022 season, Lions aren't winning with that guy. And I wonder that maybe that's where it's coming from. But I I I still think they're going to pay him, and I don't think they're going to pay him the the crazy money. I think it's going to be like a two or three year deal where they're you know we'll give you 140 million over three years and guarantee most of it, and then we both have an out if it's not working. That and you're really echoing where I'm going here. That next year will be year four for golf, right? Yeah, three with Johnson. You would, and that's and important. You would think Johnson, with another successful year, is an NFL head coach a year from now. If he wants to be, if he wants, he to. could have been this year too. <laughs> but and again, this is this is Brad Holmes who traded away the franchise and Matt Stafford. Okay, I, I get Jared Goss' value with the fans. With the team right now, no one's saying get rid of him. No one's saying put Hooker in. But from a business perspective, if he has one more cheap year on a deal and you were able to massage your available cap money, which is one of the biggest numbers in this offseason, you're able to take care of St. Brown. And next year it's Sewell and Goff you take care of while telling their agent we were – 20 minutes away from a Super Bowl. We are investing our money this year outside of St. Brown deal and some other free agents. We're going to bring pieces that will help Jared lead us to a Super Bowl. Right. And, and Panay. And it's the difference in, in doing your free agent shopping then. You can get a Jalen Johnson at cornerback from the Bears. You can get 
um, Chidobe Awuzie from the the Bengals, who uh, I think is going to be a, a very likely free agent target based on how he plays and and his where he would fit into the pecking order. Or you're going for a guy that you know maybe isn't playing all that well. Or you're getting like Stephen Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore, sorry, Stephen's brother. Uh, 33 years old, hasn't played well in two years, and is sort of living off of his name reputation more than like that's the, that's that's the difference between having that money and not having that money, and that you know it's it's the difference between getting like Daniil Hunter, who I I think is going to be overpriced, and I don't think the Lions have any shot at him, or Khalil Mack, who's old, and I don't mean that badly. You're not going to get your money's worth out of him, but you can shop for him. Or you're going after Matthew Betts and or somebody like who was the number three. Jonathan Grenard in Houston is an example of a guy who's probably going to get about ten million a year. Would be a fantastic. I would love Jonathan Grenard to be opposite Hutch, but can you afford him if you're paying Goff that much money? You're paying Sabre all that much. And Sewell, yeah. And so that that's where they have to factor that in, and that that matters into then if you're a fan. Are you okay with them maybe not getting the bigger ticket free agents to keep the guys that are here, but then the guys that are here have to be that much better than they have been even because you're paying them that much more. And let's and be that's honest. A tough balance. Okay, it's, let's it's, do it's the, not an easy job. Let's do the Kirk Cousins math. You have one final year on Goff Steel, you would have two franchise tag years, right? Correct. So technically, you have Goff under a three-year deal. Yeah, you certainly have him for two. Um, the the franchise tag that first year is not a problem for the Lions. Second year, second year, then you get an escalator and you're going to pay him seventy million. That's that's kind of tough. Well, who knows where the money is in? But you're you're looking yeah. at two years guaranteed with him, right? Which would put it at five years, which also would be two years of development for Hooker behind golf. I, I, when I saw the MVP thing, I've I've been on this train. Pay him, you know the Jared Golf. I'm right there, but there was a small flag that went up. When I said, okay, he's not in the top 10 for MVP candidates. Yeah. There's still more national doubt on golf than there is local. And, and, and is that love affair with golf the same level with the fans with Brad Holmes? I mean, that, that, we don't know those things. Yeah. I, I would be stunned if golf isn't here for at least through 2025, if not 2026. Well, that's but, what, but you still have two years, what we said, with right. this end of this year in a, yeah. in a franchise. I think there's a lot of people that are under the impression that he's like fixing the leave. No, 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 no he's no, not. No. So he's, it, he's under contract for next year for, I, I believe it's $31 million or something like that. I don't the franchise tag year would probably be 55, 60 yeah, million. Yeah, you're, right? you're you have to pay the average of the top five at your position, so, which means he's going to be getting 55. Then the year after that, you have to pay 150% of what you paid the year before. So that's, so, that's so taking got, away the So that two years, you got a two-year, $90 million deal, let's right. say. Yeah, which, you got it. That's that's good money. I'd take that. And you got two years to see what the Lions will do right. and, what, and how Hooker has progressed. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that MVP 2025 list on multiple, multiple sports betting sites to not list golf that was a flag Jeff Risden. Yeah. Hey, if you're a golf believer, there's an investment opportunity right there, too. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, you're right. I play the field. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow both on Facebook and Twitter at Jeff R I S D O N. Also on Twitter, online, talking Lions, NFL Draft. You have a comment or question, you can drop it on the huge text chain. Text HUGE 
to 21000. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your deposit for up to $1,500, and you'll get 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Bill Simonson here for Flying Ace Craft Spirits. You can chart your own course with small batch American-made whiskeys. And also, they're connected to Folds of Honor here in Michigan, providing four scholarships this year through Flying Ace Craft Spirits to the children of men and women injured or killed in combat. Look for Flying Ace Craft Spirits and that small batch American-made whiskeys in different flavors at local stores or ask for it at your local pub, bar, or restaurant. Fly and Ace exists at the intersection of independence and precision. They distill fine spirits for mavericks, the adventurous, the cunning, and the bold. You can find out more and also order online if you're 21 and up at flyingacespirits.com or look for it in stores all across Michigan or at your local bar, pub, or restaurant. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Final segment, hour number two on this Thursday, presented by Dorn Mayhew. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. I do want to remind everybody, Johnny Brand Sr. was telling me about the two happy hours every day, Monday through Sunday at All Brands Steakhouse and Grill, so you can pop in and watch the Wings, College Hoops, Michigan, Michigan State, and also two happy hours each and every day at All Brands locations. Brands in Bay City, Brands in Caledonia, Brands in Wyoming at 44th and Division, Johnny Brands in Granville, Brands in Holland, Johnny Brands on Leonard, and also Mike Brand Sr. has the Brands in Cascade. For the one close to you, go to Brands.com. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Dorn Mayhew. They're one of the world's top accounting, CPA, and business firms. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state. And Josh and his team are based in downtown Grand Rapids at the Dorn Mayhew West Michigan office. Thursdays on the Huge Show are presented by Dorn Mayhew. What's up, Michigan? It is our number three on a Thursday statewide broadcast. The only syndicated afternoon sports radio show in this state. You can join in at any time on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. 19 stations on the Michigan Sports Network carry this show. Go to thehugeshow.net for the station close to you and also on the iHeart app or anywhere you download 
podcast. Search The Huge Show, and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Jeff Risden uh, in studio for another hour talking Lions offseason. We'll also get into the NFL draft at the end of April in Detroit. I did see Super Bowl week. They gave you the preview of the Lions draft was set up. I don't know. It was in a warehouse? Was that out in Vegas? I don't know. Where, where was that? It looked pretty I cool. I think it was co-opted from last year's stage. Um, were, they, were, they, were they in Kansas City last year? So they, they do it and take a photo at the end yeah, to, and then the, yeah. to show it next year. It's going to look like yeah. this. And, and it, it's pretty straightforward. We all know where it's going to be. It's going to be in Campus Marshes Park um, down to Hart Plaza, downtown Detroit. That whole area in between there will be like a draft village. It's cool. If you've never been to the NFL draft, I do recommend you go. It's free. You don't need tickets. You can get tickets to be in the, the selection square area. My son and I did that in the last year. It was in Chicago. Um, I put my media credential for a day, played dad for a day. Uh, my son's a big Texans fan. He was the only Texans fan there, so we wound up getting on national TV a couple times because they you know they come around and hype you up. So uh, it's kind of fun to do that. If it's great, there's all kinds of activities for kids. You can do combine activities. You can you know run the forty. You can you know, do the high, the vertical jump and all that. So it's, it's fun. They usually a lot of vendors. Um, actually, if to go back to the, the first year in Chicago, was when the Greek yogurt craze was just starting, and Oikos was one of the sponsors, and I got like probably twenty five free Oikos yogurts that weekend. It was great. Just eating them like crazy. Yeah, right? that was all I ate. Was that uh, was that Grand Park where they yeah. did it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they, they do a great job with it. Even the year it was in Cleveland, the weather was miserable. The Saturday of that draft, it was forty degrees and raining sideways, and people still had a really good time. I think it will be a monster crowd in downtown Detroit. I'll be there on night one of the NFL draft with Bull Rush Sports and NFL PA agent David Gregory is hosting a private event at the Caucus Club, which is just a few blocks. That'll be great uh, from the site. So we'll be down there doing the show, talking about the draft uh, from that draft, and we'll get back to Lions free agency before we're done. But the Lions and the combine that starts in less than two weeks down in Indy. Uh, we'll be looking at that pick 29. They can always trade up. I mentioned four picks in the first three rounds. But the story of the Combine, Harbaugh's final squad at Michigan, 18 invites to the Combine led by J.J. McCarthy and Corum. Yeah. That O-line for the most part, defensively, even guys who are role players, they eclipse a record of 16 by LSU. And the question is, do you think all 18 will be drafted? Probably not, but a, at least 15 of them will be. And Harbaugh made that prediction last August, I think, at the Big Ten Media. Yes, he, he did. Last July. He did. At the Big Ten Media Days. He he was he was right on it. And there's a couple of guys that I think, I think Junior Colson's going to go higher than people think he is. He's got a shot to be one of the first two linebackers off the board. Really? I don't think people see him that way. And some of that is just a function of the way that Michigan used him. And that's not to say that it didn't work, because obviously they, they had a perfect season. But it didn't really showcase what he does. Uh, and I think uh, I think the NFL is a little bit higher on him than than what fans might think they will be. Um, A.J. Barner is another guy, tight end. Um, got to talk to him down in Mobile. Uh, found out that he used, uh, he's from Aurora, Ohio, which just happened to be where I lived for some time. So got to catch up with him. Good to see you see him get in there and uh, Indiana transfer. He's uh, very proudly Michigan, though. <laughs> and he didn't play a lot. He, well, you know, he was a role player 
And again, when I saw that list of 18, it just tells you that Michigan, for the first time, I believe, in school history, and it shows in winning a national championship and beating Alabama and crushing Washington in the college football playoff, that at least for last year, they got to the level where they were there with the Georgias and the LSUs and the Alabamas and the Ohio States. The entire goal of what the Michigan fan and university wanted when they hired Harbaugh. They they raised the profile. They're getting the the NFL caliber talent in there. That's how you win in college football these days. Michigan is there right now. It's going to be interesting to see how well they maintain that. Um, they have the facilities. They have the, obviously the school. They have the tradition going now. It's back. But uh, we'll, we'll see. The, just, just the function of this many people going in this year means that next year might be a little bit lighter um, for, for draft purposes. But you know, Georgia this year doesn't have nearly as many as they did last year or as high. Um, they have actually Kamari Lasseter, their cornerback, is probably somebody that Lions fans should get to know for their potential first-round pick there because uh, he's a guy that fits what they want, fits a lot of what they want, as an outside corner. Um, but beyond that, I mean, Lad McConkey, I mean, Amarius Mims will be the highest Georgia player taken. But beyond that, like, there's not a lot of the lower level, like the day three guys. There's a lot of the day three guys from Michigan here I'm looking at. You know, guys like um, uh, Drake Nugent is a guy. Uh, Sam Rostillo, I think, is going to go higher than that. Josh Wallace. What do you think Sam Rostillo will go? I think he's a solid day two pick, second, third round. Uh, he's a slot receipt, a slot corner who also has return ability, um, and his agent is marketing that already. So that, that's how that works. J.J. <laughs> uh, McCarthy is the biggest name out of those 18 invited to the combine. I think this combine will be really big for J.J. Absolutely, and he will be one of the big centers of attention because going into this draft process, a lot of people were really high on Bo Nix and Michael Penix as potential you know, first-round quarterbacks. I think that's cooled a lot, especially with Penix. Uh, between the age and the injuries, I think you're looking at a guy that could possibly fall out, out of the first couple of rounds. Somebody is going to need to fill that bill. And at the Senior Bowl, we saw that Knicks didn't really play all that well down there. People don't trust Spencer Rattler, who's like the next in line with that, or Michael Pratt out of Tulane, who wasn't very good, quite frankly, down there. Um, so there's an opportunity for J.J. to really assert himself and be the third or fourth quarterback taken in this draft. And that's a top 10, top 12 pick in this draft. So he's, you know, he's weird to me because I people people think we're crazy when we talk about him in that late night. I, I understand why, because he doesn't always make the fastest decisions. He doesn't process the information as fast as I would like him to. But he's got a good arm. He's he is smart pre-snap. He's very good at understanding how to run the team, distributing the ball to a, a wide group of different types of receivers. That's an underappreciated skill. One of the things that has hurt Bryce Young when he came out, he didn't know how to throw to anybody that he hadn't thrown to before. Like he needed that chemistry. Like JJ can pick those things up pretty quickly. That's that's tough. What's interesting with the Vikings picking. At 11, one mock I saw them taking, J.J., they could go sign Cousins for two years, okay? Go sign Cousins for two years. J.J.'s still young in terms of NFL years, and they give Cousins his $90 million, right, for two years, which is still below market value, and he's there uh, getting J.J. McCarthy ready, the 
Former Spartan will take care of the former Wolverine. That's a likely scenario if J.J. is still there at 11. Right, and that's sort of what happened in Kansas City with Mahomes. They drafted him knowing that they had Alex Smith, Pro Bowl quarterback the year before. They drafted him anyways because they saw the long-term potential there. They saw that Alex Smith might not be the guy who's going to get him over the top. They... Mahomes sat his entire rookie season. He started their last game, and they're like, okay, we got something here. Um, we'll see you. And uh, that, that could very well happen with Kirk Cousins, although there's a lot of talk out of Pittsburgh right now that Cousins is going to go there. I think that's more aspirational on their part, but we'll see. <laughs> and you could look at, if you want to talk about Cousins going to the Steelers, that Minnesota might say, we have, we have Jefferson, you have Addison, you have Hawkinson, a young quarterback could step right in and do it. And, yeah. they, and they take J.J. and they don't need to pay him. They sign the Hunter, right? Resign Hunter. Their line isn't bad either. They, That's what I mean. They have one of the better right tackles uh, in football. How They're, about this scenario with J.J.? And a report yesterday talked about that the Chargers may trade two of their top stars. Harbaugh is picking. Uh, you look in one. They had him trading up to five. The other at six. Jim Harbaugh could save a lot of cap money, and they're strapped when it comes to the cap with the L.A. Chargers. And he reconnects with J.J., and they finish their football careers together in that L.A. something else. That, that would require moving Justin Herbert, and I can tell you there's a lot of teams that would be interested in having Justin Herbert. And, the Lions would be interested in having Justin Herbert. That guy's great. So, but you, <laughs> And there would be interest. You're Harbaugh, you're L.A., there's no fan base on top of you saying do it right now. You had Herbert, and they didn't – They uh, another coach is gone, okay? I'm looking at these scenarios where Harbaugh, the Michigan side, with a guy he won a national championship, he sits there at a podium and he says, you know what, they got good return for Herbert. They, they eases them up on the salary cap, right? Absolutely. And get rid of Khalil Mack in the process too. Get some and we're gonna and you know and he can save he can save Eckler. You got a running game. He, maybe even Keenan Allen and you have JJ and Harbaugh together. It it's, he'll be there. Okay, wherever so they're, the, they're at what eight and they have him like trading up was uh, they're at six and one. I see. Five and the other. So that, that seems like... Yeah, I haven't done a mock draft in a little bit. On, so, no, no, but I'm just saying with Harbaugh, <laughs> we'll have the options for him to know he'd have J.J. for five years, let's say. That, and now that would be something that you would have had to have talked about going into this situation, though, if you're the Chargers, because you've got, you've got Justin Herbert, who's one of the top three or four young quarterbacks in the league. You cannot just abandon that without having a, a real well-thought conversation and plan. Well, but your plan has to also include where you're at with your salary cap. Right. That story that leaked that two stars must go. They could do more than that, actually. Uh, they are. Right. That's where, so you, you ease the salary cap. You have the young quarterback that has some name value because he just won the national championship. You have Harbaugh, who... Unlike other NFL cities, I don't think there is, from L.A., from whatever the Charger fan base is, I don't believe there's people saying he needs to be 12-5, and 11-6 and six this year. I don't think there's that pressure on him, especially when you've got the, the reigning two-time champs in your division. I think the Raiders, I think the Raiders are going to be 
little bit better than they there's have another, been. And there's a, Raiders, by the way, here's Harbaugh, Mr. Competitor. Raiders are picking at 13. Yeah. You don't take J.J. Guess right. where he might end up? Yeah. Playing exactly. against you. Yeah. In the AFC West. Yeah, you can you can get JJ McCarthy or you can write another year with Aiden O'Connell. How'd that work out for Purdue back in the no, title taking, game a couple years ago? <laughs> one of those quarterbacks will be taken by the Raiders. And they might reach they, out they to Pax Jr., right? They have to take a quarterback. They they can't not. Is there any free agent quarterback they could grab that would be worth paying where they wouldn't have to use their first I mean, rounder on them? Ryan Tannehill's out there. Oh God. Yeah, it's it's not a good time to need a quarter. Zach Wilson, if you believe in reclamation oh my projects. Lord. <laughs> I mean that's, JJ McCarthy seems like a steal right Justin now. Fields could be had. Well, and there's and 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 that's an interesting one. And that's because, a Steeler is when you mentioned Cousins could be going there. Yeah. Could you get a deal where the Steelers want to lock up a veteran? They don't want to take a chance. They release Trubisky. Yeah. Pickett obviously doesn't look like A, he can stay healthy and he doesn't have the arm strength, right? That's an understatement, yeah. Right. Okay, well, I'm just <laughs> yeah, I'm he's, saying he's from not what, good. I've, what I've seen. So you get fields, you get a running quarterback, control the clock. They 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 don't play 48, 45 football in Pittsburgh. I, I and also what you know, Caleb Williams. He's from Washington. The Bears are locked in on picking him. They're starting over. And the coach is still unsure with him. I'm you know, my Lord, Washington had to settle on a coach. They got all basketball guys in the front office that Ben Johnson didn't like reportedly, right? Yeah. Well, they did just hire Lance Newmark from the Lions. So good. good. By the way, good for Lance. Uh, he was with the Lions. He was a Millen hire. Like, original staff Millen hire. Has worked his way up. Kingsbury's the offensive coordinator there. Yes. Right? Then it was going to take the Raiders job and kind of backed out. Right? Yeah, he, he didn't want to deal with... Uh, the Raiders' ownership. Well, and also the uncertainty at quarterback. If yeah. you're an offensive coordinator, a guy that want, you want to show people you can be a head coach again. Yeah, now you're now you got the number two pick. You're going to take either uh, Jaden Daniels or Drake May. I don't know which they're going to take. I wish I did, but uh, it'll be one of those two. We'll see. We'll see so where, where, they, they where does there. Fields go then? Who are the takers? Atlanta is still out there. They need somebody that's better than... Uh, it seems like the right fit that he's from there. He goes home. His family, friends, see yeah. him. They have some weapons. I still like. I still think there's a good quarterback at Justin Fields. I really do. So do I, I. I don't. I don't think that. Well, first off, they had Luke Getzey was just a train wreck of a coordinator. How do you design all of your pass plays to have receivers running at each other, bringing defenders more defenders into the throwing zone than like it doesn't make any sense. Then again, I saw him play quarterback at Akron back in the day. He wasn't very good at that either, so maybe maybe he never learned. You know, I'm looking at Williams and, and some of the mocks at CBS yeah. Sports. New Orleans is another one to keep an eye on because they they are really close to throwing in the towel on Derek Carr. From what I from when I talk to people, Saints people down in Mobile, they don't like him. <laughs> and there's talk that the Giants might throw in the towel on Daniel Jones too, right? Yeah, hey, look at these teams that are like the Bears and the Giants who are starting over again. It's a, it's kind of like watching what the Pistons are doing right now and getting rid of Kevin Hayes. And it, you're starting over again. And you're trying to buy time. You really think, as a franchise, that your fans now will say, well, we're going to need some more time. I don't buy it. Bears fans, you got one year. That's why the Caleb Williams thing, I'm being honest. I thought Fields played well enough. If you're a coach trying to save your job, do you want to bring in the rookie or do you want to keep Fields? I would have kept field to hope I could go 
uh, make the playoffs. I would, right? keep, I would absolutely keep Fields over Williams because everything the Bears fans don't like about Justin Fields, you can say the same thing. I about, think Williams cold weather. I don't Williams, see his style working there, dude. Williams is not a guy who can stand reliably stand in the pocket and deliver the ball when and where it needs to be. And that's exactly what Bears fans hate about Justin Fields. Now, Williams is phenomenal at moving around. He's got that Russell Wilson gene where he's just a mad escape artist. He's got unbelievable arm strength thrown off the run. But if you ask him to win from the pocket, he he hasn't shown he can do that. Here, Here's why I believe Chicago is infatuated by Caleb Williams. They missed on Mahomes, and they think Williams is Mahomes' light, and we're not going to miss on him again. Bad weather, outdoors. I know there's talk they may actually move into a retractable place, but right now, on the shores of Lake Michigan, I've never liked all this talk with Caleb Williams being the overall number one pick. To me, I would have kept Fields. And I go after Marvin Harrison Jr., that would have been my overall number one. He's he's easily the best player of this draft, Marvin Harrison Jr. And he it's could make even... and he could make, you know, with the right coordinator, he could make fields look better. He will be my highest graded wide receiver since Calvin Johnson. They got him at four and uh, you know, uh, four three or four uh, in these mocks. And again, you got Drake May. Uh, the North Carolina quarterback, who I like, but he's that typical prototype. There's there's a lot of work that needs is to be he, done. With is Drake he Will May. Levis right again? Yeah, and well, and Levis was another guy that I was sort of skeptical about. He played pretty well given the circumstances in Tennessee down the stretch. That, enough that they can roll with him going forward for a couple of years. Yeah, look at these mocks from the Lions. Yeah. I like Jaden Daniels more than yeah. I like May. I like Jaden Daniels too. I the, still the problem with Jaden Daniels is that he's 185 pounds soaking wet and doesn't protect himself very well. Um, but as, as his final year at LSU, like you watch the tape on that, he does things that the great NFL quarterbacks do, and, and doesn't doesn't effort to do them, doesn't labor to do them. He's so fast. That's that's going to be. It, it, it'd be tough for me. It'd be tough for me if I needed a quarterback in this draft to say I'm taking this guy instead of Jaden Daniels. Uh, there, there is some risk with him. But obviously, the Bears but, aren't going to pass on Williams no, the, because the, they, if he becomes another Mahomes, they already missed on Mahomes. Yep. Right. So one of the things you were talking about the the gambling things earlier, you're gonna start seeing very soon where you can bet on who's going to go number one. And I wonder if like I, I, actually the odds are out already. It's like negative twelve hundred. For Williams to go number one, and the next one is May, and he's like plus seven hundred. Like, it's pretty well certain that he's going to be the number one pick. And everything you hear out of Chicago, um, if you're driving down that way and, and listening to the radio, they they already know it's Caleb Williams. That's it. I don't see it, man. I don't. I mean, that's 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 their choice. Nah, that's the choice I would make. But you kind of quit on the season for his tie. I I don't see it. One note from the CBSSports.com mock drafts. Uh, Brian Murphy or Byron Murphy, Byron the Murphy. second out of Texas defensive lineman. Both had the Lions taken a D lineman, Darius Robinson out of Missouri on one side, Byron Murphy, the second on the other. I don't think Murphy's going to last that long. That'd be nice though. But I'll tell you about if you liked Ziggy Ansah, you will probably like Darius Robinson. The he's, he's a guy who moved from inside to outside he plays at about 280, was a 292-pound five-tech. They kicked him outside more. He can still win with power on the inside. 
Showed us in Mobile he can win around the edge, too. He's got a really good stiff arm. Uh, the Montez Sweat pass rush, the one-arm jab and working off that, he can do that. It, he, he made himself some money in Mobile. Made, opened my eyes to the potential of him being the number 29 pick. I don't know if he's going to be here. I don't know how the Lions feel about him yet, but he's somebody you got to consider. Hey, they have him at 29 in this mock draft. He's a rising player. By the way, all the rising players you want to follow the NFL draft coming to Detroit. Uh, Draftwire on Twitter, uh, also on Facebook, online, uh, Lions Wire, Twitter, Facebook, Jeff Risden at Jeff R-I-S-D-O-N. Jeff also is one of the co-hosts on the Detroit Lions podcast you can see and hear weekly on YouTube. Joining us in studio here on the Huge Show across Michigan. If you have a Lions comment or question, you can drop it at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook and also via text. Just text HUGE to 21000. The texts are free. You can text us anytime you want to. Speaking of texting, if you would like to enter to win Lomas Brown's tricked-out custom Lions golf cart from Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, Michigan's go-to destination for custom golf carts, West Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart dealer, uh, just text IMPACT, I-M-P-A-C-T, to 21000, and you'll be in the drawing this summer during the huge golf event at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. And if you're looking for your own custom golf cart for the neighborhood, your business, the golf club, the lake house, see Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. will work with you on anything you want. Color, style, music, video, you need a weather app, whatever it is, uh, go see Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports, 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of GR. Follow them on Facebook. And if you want a shot at winning Lomas Brown's Lions golf cart, text IMPACT to 21000. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Anthony Bellino. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. Two big stories this week in the world of college hoops, one of which is Indiana State. The Sycamores came into the week ranked 23rd in the nation. And the significance? This is the first time since Indiana State has been ranked in the top 25 since 1979. And you know who was on that squad? You guessed it right, Larry Legend, Larry Bird. They were 22-3 entering this week. And good for the mid-major doing major things out of the Missouri Valley. In other news, the Ohio State Buckeyes have fired their head coach Chris Holtman as of yesterday with $14 million and four years remaining on his contract through the 2027-28 campaign. The Buckeyes lost for the ninth time in 11 games on Tuesday and haven't won a road game since January 1st of 2023. Bill Simonson here for my good friends from Urban U. They are Michigan's preferred med spa. Three locations in the West Michigan area, and you'll find an Urban U in Northville. Online, you can see all their skin services they offer at theurbanu.com. So the prepping season is here for the guests to come into Urban U. And if you're thinking about it, you can take care of everything during the winter from cool sculpting, laser hair removal, skin rejuvenation, and skin vibe for skin health. Now these services are done in multiple sessions and winter is the perfect time to start so guests can see visible results by the time they get to spring break. 
vacations, and even the summer. Find out more at theurbanu.com. That is theurbanu.com. The prepping season is underway, and it's time to think about your skin health as you get ready for that trip, that spring break, or the summer. Find out more at theurbanu.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. The Food District is now open. There's something for everyone, from Bubba Coo's Burritos to Bonanno's New York Pizza Kitchen to Guy Fieri's Chicken and Ike's Lovin' Sandwiches. Savor every delicious flavor at the all-new Food District. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are cruising into segment two, hour three, on a Thursday broadcast presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Dorn Mayhew, one of the world's top accounting, CPA, and business firms, world headquarters in Troy, Michigan. Josh Garvey is managing shareholder for the West Michigan office in downtown GR for Dorn Mayhew. Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire joining us. Busy time of the year. Combine in a couple of weeks. So the Lions now, not being a doormat, being a top five team in the league, now in the elite category, penthouse, what will the Combine and free agency be like, even leading up to and through the draft? You kind of got a feeling for that at the Senior Bowl. What do you expect now next at the Combine in two weeks down in Indy. Yeah, I think they're going to be looking at players that fit what they want, and they are going to be more selective than ever because they have the ability to do that. They they don't need to take the risks. Like, like last year, at this time last year, everybody thought they were going to be interested in Jalen Carter. We learned pretty quickly at the Combine last year, even before Carter had his thing, that they weren't they didn't like him. They just didn't like his football character. So we, we as the Lions media and draft media are figuring out what we can look for in players when we're talking to them, when they're giving their podium interviews um, that sort of disqualifies players. Um, Christian Gonzalez is another guy that I think a lot of people were very interested in for the Lions last year. And the Lions just, they just weren't that into him. Um, it, it didn't see him as a guy that fit with their football culture. And uh, I don't think he can complain about what the Lions drafted last year. My goodness, the the rookie class that they got. But that's what we're looking for is guys that are, you know, sort of fit the grit is the the term. I like that. Fit the grit. Um, And, you know, it sounds like an MC Hammer song. It really does. Too legit to quit. There you go. Too legit. Yeah, you got the hand signs right, baby. Too legit. That was uh, to fit the grit. That was the. We got to get the. You know, you, you know, you're too fit. You're not too fit. Yeah. Fit the grit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So we're white guys rap, and we're doing a good job on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That, that was pretty strong. That, that was that was wonderful. So so a Lions fan. That was a halftime show. Yeah, with you. yeah. Wow. Watch out, Usher. You got some <laughs> got some competition here from uh, Rizzy and the Hizzy with Huge Boy. What's up, uh, Lions fans that watch the combine? Yeah. Obviously, the focus positions will be defensive line, edge rushers. Corners. Corners and offensive line. And offensive line. That's where you need to be looking. Uh, so those are the, when throughout, check the schedule, when it's going on down in India in a couple weeks, Yeah, those are the things you want to see. Yeah, the defensive backs go first, I want to say. I don't have the schedule in front of me. We we learned the full schedule next week. Um, I'll be down there from probably the Tuesday through Saturday. Um, it's actually quite boring if you're there. Because you're sitting in Lucas Oil Field watching these guys, and it's not heated. They don't turn the, the heat on in the building, so it's cold in there. It's very it, sterile. So if it's, it's 15 degrees outside, they won't turn the heat on? Uh, they haven't in the past. <laughs> it, it's, it's, Is that Ursae being cheap? I, I don't know. It's it's just it's not it's not designed for fans, especially the, the on-field work. Maybe they didn't pay their Indiana electric bill when they got the second text that said your bill's due. It very well could be. They, that's being cheap. That's what it, that is. Is. Um, it, it is. It's fun because it's, it, if you've never been, Lucas Oil is a beautiful state. It is. I've been there. It's a fantastic place. Easy to get to from Grand Rapids. Too. It is. I, I love going down there. I, I pray to God they never move the combine. I, I go out of my house. I drive two miles west. Turn left on the thirty-one. I don't have to get off the road. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> through a little over I don't three think hours. I'll ever move it. I love that. They're they're trying to. Um, they have signed a lease now through 2025. Downtown Indianapolis is so perfectly designed for convention stuff like that. They do a great job Big with it. Championship games, Big, yes. NCAA tournament. Yep. I'm I'm down Final there with fours. for volleyball stuff all the time. Basketball stuff all the time. It's a great city to host a convention in. All the medical stuff is compact. You got St. Almost there. You got a bunch of really good restaurants downtown. Hotels are reasonable. It's it's a perfect place for it. I, I it's one of my favorite weeks every year. It's one of the, when you do what I do and I work remotely. I don't get to see my friend, my work friends very often. The Senior Bowl and the Combine are the time that I get to do that, and that's that's always enjoyable too. But we we'll be watching cornerbacks for sure, uh, and there's. One of the things that we picked up on in Mobile and the guys that the, the – the, so the Lions' presence in Mobile was limited because they were still playing. Um, the None of the main position coaches were there or anything because they had played in San Francisco on that Sunday night. But the scouting staff was there, and one of the things that we noticed, we're trying to like, spy on them, like, who, who are they watching at this practice? The cornerbacks weren't big down there, um, and – Quinion Mitchell was just phenomenal. He's going to be long gone. He's uh, out of Toledo. Yeah, he's he's going to be a top 15. He might be a top 10 pick, believe it or not, coming out of Toledo. Uh, just a great player, incredible swag. Um, found out as a Toledo Rocket, I told him, you know, you know, I'm an Ohio Bobcat, so I'm rooting for you. He's like, oh, I'm sorry about what I did to your team. And then he kind of winked at me like, oh, this guy got swag, too. Like, I like this. <laughs> so what goes on? on uh, you're down there Tuesday through Saturday. Yeah. NFL teams are there. They do interviews. Well, yes. What's that process like? Who's in when, when, for instance, a guy that the Lions or guys plural will like corners, D linemen, speed rushers, uh, that uh, the edge guys that will be there, uh, offensive linemen. Uh, how many interviews do they do? What are those interviews like? Right. So every team can interview every player that's there. There's 321 players. They get 
15, I think it's 15 minutes with each team, um, and they, they just blow through this. I actually got to talk to uh, Deontay Banks, um, who was a potential first-rounder for the Lions last year, uh, cornerback out of Maryland, and he went through like who he met with in Detroit. He did it off the record for me. But it was Dan Campbell was in there. Um, John Dorsey was in there. Chris Spielman started in there and then left. Um, Aaron Glenn was there, and two members of the scouting staff were there. And they just had him, they showed him his highlights. They asked him to draw on the board. Like, if, if we're in this coverage and, you know, this is the call, what do you do in your position to see if he, you know, studied and prepared for it? And he did. He's a good player. Uh, so that that's sort of what goes on. A lot of times they'll, they'll want to show you the, your worst play. Like, what were you thinking here? Like, why did you, why did you make this decision? Uh, that's especially big with quarterbacks. Like, why did you make that throw? So they set up a room where they're just on the big TV probably. Yeah. In that hotel room with the yeah. guys sitting there yep. with the coaches, and then if they're more interested in that, then they will squirrel away and like, hey, let's let's meet at this restaurant. We'll, we'll take you here. Let's let's have breakfast here tomorrow morning, something like that. And you can get a little bit more time with them off off the record. Um, so you guys are watching to see what players are meeting with teams, and you're like, that means true story. If, if it goes to meals, there's interest, right? I was in the Denny's in downtown. Indianapolis and the New York Giants sat down with Daniel Jones at the booth behind me. They were, my back was. You could to, hear him talking. The, the guy that I got, the guy that I was sitting with, was like, "Hey, that's Jones with the Giants. You think that's real?" And so I'm listening. I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's real." <laughs> like that's the that's the fun little things that we get out of that. Um, I, obviously, you got to be careful about reading too much into it. But the Lions will probably meet with. They won't meet with everybody, even though they're given the opportunity to. There's just some players that they don't. They're not going to meet with. A quarterback. They're they're not meeting with JJ McCarthy. They don't have a need for a quarterback. I'd be, I'd be flabbergasted if they drafted a quarterback this year. But they might meet with like one of the late round guys to see home. He might go undrafted. Maybe we will want to sign him to the practice squad to be our number three guy just in case because they they have an opening for that. That that that's sort of where it's at. But uh, they the the players. It's tough on the players. They go through their medical examinations. It is a six to eight hour day of medical examinations the first day that they're there. And it's rigorous. A lot of the guys come out of it and they're sore because they're getting, you know, if, you, if you've had a knee problem in the past, they're going to twist your knee in ways that you didn't think was medically acceptable. Like they're trying to find all these things out. So it's, it's very stressful for that. For the Lions, they're looking at the medical things. They're, they're doing their interviews. They're trying to figure out, okay, is this guy, you know, does he have the football character that we want? Does he have the football intelligence that we want? Does he does he see things the way is he cut from our cloth? You know, to use their own phrase, and they, they're very good about that. They have a little system that they do with that. It's uh, it's fun. It's it's always interesting running uh, running into the coaches when they're off the record. There was one time I was at the bar at the the JW Marriott down there. It's called High Velocity. It's where everybody goes. Sitting there at about one fifteen in the morning. Bill Belichick walks in, giant smile on his face. I'm sitting with a group of Browns guys at the time. Um, came by. He, we didn't. He clearly didn't know any of us. Just put his hand on the table, smiling like, "What's up, guys?" Yeah, happy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how drinking with buddies, had yeah, dinner, what, what, probably what, right. What, yeah. what, what in the world was that? That was Bill Belichick being happy. How'd that happen? All right. So from <laughs> the combine, you then move into the free agent cycle. Right. That yeah. March 11th, that second yeah. week of March, there. Brad Holmes said publicly, and I don't know if it's a poker hand, hey, we're not going to spend a lot of money, be that active in free agency. 
What's your prediction on what Brad Holmes, Campbell, and the Lions will do in free agency come March? Believe Brad. They're not they're not shopping for the big ticket guys. Uh, Khalil Mack, not going to happen. Uh, Jalen Johnson, probably not going to happen. Daniil Hunter, going to want too much. Justin Matabuike, if the Ravens somehow let him get away, he's going to be out of their price range, That even though he'd be perfect. God, he'd be perfect. I, I think you're looking at the second-tier guys. Guys like I brought up Shadobe Uzi before as a cornerback. Probably not the sexiest name, but he's a guy who's got pretty good experience, got a good consistent track record of being a solid starting cornerback. If you can add that with Cam Sutton and then your first or second round draft pick, you might have something there. I think that's uh, offensive line. Again, I brought up Evan Brown, guy who went away for a year, free agent again. Wouldn't surprise me at all if they brought Evan Brown back to be their interior line depth, things like that. They do need... This Again, we talked about this last week. They have two offensive tackles, period, on the roster right now. Taylor Decker and Panay Sewell. They've got to get a third. They have to get a fourth. You're going to expect to see maybe a veteran, whether it's Dan Skipper coming back as a free agent or somebody who's, you know, uh, Chucks Okafor, Okorafor from Western Michigan. Steelers decided they didn't want him anymore. So he's a guy that you might... Consider looking. I believe he's from Southfield, uh, you know, Detroit ties. That that's the kind of guy that they could be looking at as like their backup swing tackle. But I, I don't think you're going to be overwhelmed by the signings. It'll be like like Cam Sutton last year was probably the sixth to eighth corner on the market. They got him. Emmanuel Mosley was one notch above that. They got him. Didn't work out because he got hurt. You know, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, they paid $6.5 million for one year. I think that's the sort of free agency that you're going to see from this team. We'll, we'll learn about, believe it or not, going to the Combine actually gives us a really good insight on the on who they're looking at in free agency because all the agents are down there, and agents love to talk. That's one of the, the fringe benefits of going down to Indianapolis is that the agents, they love to promote their guys. They love to, to have that buzz out there um, and – I like to think that I have a pretty good idea of when somebody's snowing me and when they're being straight with me. Um, I do get fooled from time to time. We all do. But that's that's where free agency really gets going, and you start to hear numbers and names to teams. So that that's another reason why it's such an important week to go down there. I had this idea after I saw the list of the players invited, including 18 Michigan players, that they really look like they're going for name schools more because it's a made-for-TV event. I'm really surprised that they haven't come up with another made-for-TV event that would be the mid-majors, that would be the FCS guys, that would be D3, D2, NAIA, where you would have this NFL combine, but then maybe two weeks later, whatever it is, you would have another combine that would be all the other potential players where you could see Cinderella stories, where the NFL is getting the same data that they did at the Combine, but maybe it's not all the head coaches and its scouts and some coordinators who go. I really think that would be appealing just keeping the shield and the brand going, especially with how deep they've gone in drafts to players from NAI schools. The, the, the smaller schools, they try to glom into the pro days. Like I've been to a Michigan pro day where there was a guy from Wayne State there. There was a guy from um, Ohio Northern there. But I'm D- saying D3 do your school. own made-for event where 
whether it's in Florida, uh, a lot of these guys are already working with. Oh, they're, they're training down in Exos and IMG, absolutely. Right, right. And where yeah. you, maybe you do it in Florida, and it's on TV, and you got the NFL networks carrying it, or CBS Sports Network, or Peacock, whatever it is. I I think that would be appealing, and it'd be more video for players, not only to the NFL, but also with the what the XFL now has merged. Right. With the USFL, is that it? It's the UFL coming back. Yeah. Uh, that starts in late March. I will say this. How's that not NFL too? And they just. It and, will be. <laughs> and the teams all will have a team that will be their minor league team. It right? will. They're working towards that. It's in the future, but that's absolutely something that you can see happening down the line. His name is Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow both on Twitter, Facebook, online at Jeff R-I-S-D-O-N. He's also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can hear and see weekly on YouTube. One of our Lions NFL insiders be at the Combine. We'll talk more about the Combine after you get back. Uh, Look ahead to free agency and also NFL draft in Detroit. That would be a big month walking up to that thing. NFL never sleeps, baby. All right. Safe travels to the Combine. Thank you so much. All right, Jeff Risden in studio. Again, you want to follow him on Twitter. At Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your deposit for up to $1,500, and you'll get 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Sun, sun, sun. Fun, fun, fun. Sun, sun, sun. Let's go. Gotta go, everyone. Time for fun. Sail, cruise, key, relax. Everyone's making tracks. Boat show. Gotta go. Michigan's most spectacular boat show cruises into DeVos Place. It's the Grand Rapids Boat Show, coming February 14th through 18th. Get that boat and get that deal. Check out over 400 boats. Spacious new family runabouts, ski and surf boats, fishing boats, center consoles, and deluxe pontoons. Great Lakes cruises and motor yachts to 40 feet. For complete boat line listing and to plan your visit, go to grboatshow.com. Also, Tommy's Wake and Surf Shop. Plus, bring the family to see Twiggy, the water skiing squirrel. Register to win an HO Sports Hawaiian Island inflatable dock from Action Water Sports. No purchase necessary. That's only at the Grand Rapids Boat Show this Wednesday through Sunday, DeVos Place. grboatshow.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Final segment here on Hour 3 on this Thursday broadcast. Superfly Hayes, another stellar job today. I do have a reminder from my good friend Johnny Brand Sr. All the Brand Steakhouse and Grills have happy hours twice each day. Two times a day you'll find a happy hour at your local Brands. Brands has locations in Bay City, Caledonia. You'll find a Brands in Holland. Brands in Granville, Johnny Brands location there. Brands in Wyoming at 44th and Division. Johnny Brands on Leonard in downtown GR. Mike Brands Sr. has the Brands in Cascade. For the one close to you, go to Brands.com. And if you can't stop by 
and dine inside. Always get your food on the fly at your local brands. For the one close to where you live, go to brands.com. Big. Bad. Bad. 